So I was talking with Pastor Randy, and in the conversation, he said God spoke this phrase to him. He said, the shift is on. Say that with me. Say, the shift is on. That's the title of my message this morning, and uh, excited. Good to see Kenny back in the house. He looks happier today than he's ever looked in his life, because he just got married, and you know what that means. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. <laughs> So, and I want to make mention, my beautiful wife is right here on the front row. Would you just wave at him, baby? Would you make my wife feel welcome? Oh, he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Come on, somebody. And uh, man, just, I look at her every day and say, how did I land you? Just, just incredible. She's smoking hot, so nobody look at her. Amen. So, it's, all right. The shift is on. So I want to begin to, to bring a couple of working definitions this morning. And uh, you're excited about the word this morning, right? Here we go. So here's the definition. A divine shift is a supernatural move from one place to another place. It is a slight change in position or direction. It is the supernatural act of putting one thing in the place of another thing. Oh, my goodness. The act of putting one thing. Has anybody ever seen God put one thing in the place of another thing? Taking something out of your life, you need to take it out and replacing it with something else. In the place of something else. And then, I love this, it also means this. It also means to remove, to break off, to release pressure. We're going to come back to that maybe uh, after a while. Or restraint to release pressure or restraint to advance or promote and so it really when you talk about it when you look at this definition so God can do many many things when he's talking about a shift uh, in our lives but you could say this okay this is our our kind of our tagline for the summer shift word it's you could say that when God is involved in a shift it is a supernatural move from one place to a better place Okay, from one place to a better place. And let me prove that to you. I love this. Proverbs 4.18 in the Passions Translation. It says, but the lovers of God. Come on, any lovers of God in here this morning? But the lovers of God walk on the highway of light or the path of light. And their way shines brighter and brighter. You could say better and better. Because things are shifting for the better. John 1 verse 50 said, Jesus asked him, do you believe just because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? Catch this. You will see greater things than this. How many of you know when you follow Jesus, the best is still yet to come, that it's going to get better and better. The Bible says that when Jesus was at the wedding of Cana of Galilee, they, everybody had been drinking wine because they were a bunch of wine bibbers. Come on, somebody. I don't know if they were, you know, what was going on there, but, but the Bible says that they had run out of wine and Mary, the mother of Jesus, went to Jesus and said, they're out of wine. He said, what does this have to do with me? And he says, my time has not yet come, but she continued. How many of you know women can be persistent? <laughs> women can be persistent. And I heard Damon Thompson uh, say this, that his time had not come yet. Jesus turned the water into wine. And when everybody had begun to drink the wine, here's what they said. Normally, everybody puts out the best wine at first. 
This is how the world does it. The world says that your best days are behind you. The world says you better get it in your 20s or you're not going to get it at all. The best, you better, you better seize, you better act while it's day. You better get everything you can. But when you follow God, the Bible says that the best wine is still out in front of you, that the best is still ahead of you. And so, and so Jesus turned the water into wine, and they said, you saved the best wine for last. And, and here's what Damon Thompson said. He said, even if his time hasn't come, if you know him well enough and you need him badly enough, he'll show up early. And so, so the best, it was, it was better. Jesus, Jesus saved the best wine for last. And he says, you will see greater things than this. I got a question for you, church. Is anybody ready to see God shift things for the better? Oh, it sounds like you're kind of convinced. Is anybody ready to see God shift things for the better? Come on, better health, better finances, better relationships, better friends, better boyfriend. Come on, somebody. I don't know. Better situations, better circumstances. God is shifting things for the better. I think I just heard a husband say, I'm ready for my wife to cook better. Yeah, I'm ready, for, I'm ready for her to cook better. It takes her an hour to make minute rice. Come on, somebody. It's... Jesus, help my wife to know how to cook better. She doesn't know how to make anything. And she says, yes, I do. I'm really good at making reservations. Come on, somebody. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> Things are shifting for the better. This is what God does, church. God shows up and shifts things for the better. The people of God were in Egyptian bondage. God showed up and set them free and parted the Red Sea. He shifted things for the better. Okay? Uh, when, when, when God's people were, were uh, on their way to the promised land, they were starving in the wilderness and there was nothing to eat. God showed up with manna, rain manna out of heaven and gave them sustenance so they could survive and make it to the promised land. By the way, do you know what manna means? Manna means what is it? So all the, you know, all the newlyweds, all the husbands know exactly what that is because when she cooks, you're like, what is it? Come on, somebody. That's... <laughs> but God shows up and shifts things for the better. This is what God does. When there was no water and the people of God were, were, were getting ready, very close to dying of, of dehydration, they came to this place called Mara. And the Bible says that all the waters in Mara were bitter. Somebody say bitter. And the Bible says that God showed them a tree, and when they put the tree into the water, the tree took the bitterness out of the water because the Bible, this is what God does. He shows up, and he shifts things for the better. They could drink the water. Side note here, I just, can I preach Jesus just for a second right here? Because the Bible says they put a certain tree into the water, and the water took the bitterness, excuse me, the tree took the bitterness out of the water, and the tree is a type and a shadow of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ because the Bible says cursed is every man that hangeth on a tree is anybody grateful that the cross of Jesus Christ took the bitterness out of your sin took the bitterness out of your future took the bitterness out of your past is anybody grateful that if any man be in Christ he is a new creation old things have passed away behold all things have become new does anybody love Jesus up in here Come on, is anybody glad that Jesus took your shame? Jesus took your depression. Jesus took your addiction. The Bible says he bore my sickness, carried away my pains, and by his stripes I was healed. Hallelujah. Because Jesus shows up and shifts things for the better. This is who he is. This is what he 
does. And I hear the Lord say, tell the people I'm going to shift some bitter situations into better situations. Some of you right now sitting next to your husband and you are salty. Talking about, okay, I was with him until he started talking about bitterness. He don't know what he did to me. Jesus, help me. Summer shift, amen. Come on, somebody. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I'm about to. I, I may. If you have your Bibles, you can open them to Luke chapter 5. We're going to look at another scenario where Jesus shows up and shifts things for the better. Luke chapter 5, verses 4 through 7. I want to read it in the Amplified Version. If they have that, I believe, I believe they have that. And uh, Luke chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 4 through 7. I'll start with, with this translation, and then we'll move on. It says, when Jesus had stopped speaking to Simon, Peter, he said, launch out into the deep, hear me, and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. The the Amplified Version says that we have been exhausted, we have been laboring and working, and yet we have caught nothing. Anybody ever had a situation like that in your life? Nevertheless, at your word, at your word. So maybe a word can shift an entire scenario. It says... Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and so that the net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come help them. And they came and filled both boats. So they began to sink. This is an absolute incredible scenario. Here, I got a question for you, church. What shifted? Somebody say shift. What shifted a hard, exhausting, unproductive season into a net-breaking, boat-sinking, more-than-enough season? A word from God. Let down your nets. And the word from God to us is, get ready for a summer shift. Things are shifting for the better. The shift is on. Now listen to this. This is crazy. This is, this is so crazy. Listen to this. It was the same water. They just got done fishing all night with Peter's fishing business. He was a businessman. He had, he had overhead. He had employees to pay. And they just got done fishing all night long. Okay, all of the overhead, all the expense it takes to get all those men out there, all the boats, all the gear out there. They fished all night. They're going in debt. I mean, this is, this, is, this is a tough situation. It's a hard situation. And it's the same water, the same nets, the same people. But everything shifted for the better when a word from God was released. Okay, so listen to this. Listen to this. A word. For, oh, Jesus. Are you ready for this? I said, are you ready for this? A word from God can make what has been eluding you become attracted to you. Let me break that down a little further. A word from God can cause desirable things that have been avoiding you to to become attracted to you. Because the same fish that were swimming by the nets, the same fish that were swimming around the nets became attracted to the nets when they acted on the word that was released. 
So I don't know what's been avoiding you. I don't know if opportunities have been avoiding you. I don't know, I don't know what has been eluding you. Maybe success has been eluding you. Maybe new accounts or contracts for your business have been avoiding you. But the Bible is clear to us when you act on a word from God, things are getting ready to shift for the better. Yeah. <laughs> I hear all the single ladies like, yes, Lord, the men of God that have been eluding me are going to become attracted to me. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, I feel Beyonce anointing right there. All the single ladies right there. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I love this. Just, just write this down if you're taking notes. This shows us, this truth shows us the fish were attracted to the nest. This shows us that God can program the stuff you desire to follow after you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. When you seek God first, God programs the stuff to follow after you. The fish were attracted to the nets. So instead of you chasing the millions, what if you begin to seek God and act on a summer shift word and God begins to program stuff to follow after you? The Bible says God can open doors no man can shut. Because he can shift things for the better. I love this. This is revelation from God's word. When a shift happens, it makes up for what you didn't accomplish in a previous season. Whew. A shift happened, and what they did could not accomplish in a previous season of fishing and toiling and becoming exhausted, trying to chase the success, trying to chase the, the, the production of what they should see. The Bible says that all of that shifted. Here's the thing. When a shift happens, it makes up for what you didn't accomplish in that previous season. Here's the thing, church. The devil tries to beat you over the head for what you didn't accomplish in a previous season. This is why the Bible says you need to forget those things which are behind you. Why should, I, why should I have to forget what's already behind me? It's already behind me. But the devil takes your failures from the past and tries to put them before you because if you get discouraged by what you've done, the failures of the past, you don't reach forward. But I came to say that we're going to forget those things that lie behind and press forward to what lies ahead of me because the good things are up ahead. If you believe it, somebody say yes. Man, that is so I feel like that's revelation for somebody. This shift can make up for your failures in a past season. This is who our God is. God shows up to Peter. God shows up to Peter who denied Jesus three times. And he asked him one time, do you love me? He asked him a second time, do you love me? He asked him a third time, do you love me? Because for every failure, Jesus is there to show you, I can restore what you already jacked up. I can make up in this season for what you, oh, come on, somebody. Man, oh man. So, mm -hmm, I love this. When a shift happens, it makes up for what you thought should have happened in a previous season. Some people begin to draw back from their faith, draw back from their destiny because they become discouraged because they thought certain things should have happened by now. Certain things should have already taken place. I should have already seen the success. I should have already seen the turnaround. And we can get, we can get distracted. Come on, somebody. We can get distracted by, 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 by the, the discouragement that I thought things should have already happened. I was giving it my all, and it didn't happen. And I just came to tell you, just because it didn't happen then doesn't mean it wasn't going to happen. I hear the, oh, Jesus. Here's another thing about sometimes when we kind of give up. 
Because we're in church and we don't like to act like we've ever given up. But I heard Tommy Barnett said, I give up every Sunday, but I just go to work again on Monday. We don't like to talk like, like, like we've given up before. But here's the thing about giving up. When you, when you see when you see that God makes up for this, for what you thought should have happened, and then you give up, here's what the devil says. And now, if you ever go back, you're going to have to start over from the beginning. But here's the good news. If you get back in faith, you don't start over from the beginning. You pick up right where you left off in your faith. And I came to tell somebody, you're closer to a breakthrough than you've ever realized. Get back up and praise again. Get back up and shout again. Get back up and believe again. Is there anybody here that's going to get up and do it again? Hallelujah. All right. Thank God they gave me this towel because y'all working me out this morning. I love it. I love it. So when a shift happens, it makes up for those things. Now, here's what God told me. Here's what God told me. He said, God's shift is bigger than the enemy's setback. God's promise is bigger than the devil's problem. And God's yes is bigger than the devil's no. Okay. So, so we have a word. We have a word from God that says things are shifting for the better. Why is that so important? Why? Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I hope you're all not tired because I'm just getting started right here. I'm not going to keep you long, but I feel something moving right here. Why is it so? Why are all these people so excited that, that Pastor Randy released the word and God said, you're about to see a shift? Because if you know anything about God, he always says it before he does it. And you want to know why I'm excited this time? Because I remember what God did last time. Listen, maybe I wouldn't be as excited in here this morning if I lost my memory. But the Bible says, when I think of the, about the goodness of the Lord and all he's done for me. So maybe if we didn't have a memory, we could be a little quiet. We could act like we don't care. But when you begin to remember all the things that God has done for you, and then God says, you better get ready. Things are going to shift for the better. I don't know if I'm alone in here. Can anybody remember all the good things that God has done for you? Can you remember when he healed your body? Can you remember when he set your kid free? Can you remember when he brought money out of nowhere? Am I talking to anybody in celebration that says, I will yet praise the Come on, somebody shout, yeah! Hallelujah! You remember what it was like to wake up bound? And you remember what it was like when he took that bondage off of your life? All right. Ooh, Jesus. So why is it important that we have a word from God? Because when God releases a word from heaven, he stands behind it to bring it to pass. The Bible says in Isaiah 55, 11, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Whoo, Jesus. Jeremiah 1, 12 it says this, now listen to me, we're, we're going to begin to come to a close here. It's Jeremiah 1.12 says, then the Lord said to me, I am watching over my word to perform it. Huh? God watches over his word to perform it. And look at this, 
Luke chapter 1, verse, 40, verse 45. And blessed is she that believed. For there shall be a performance of the things which were told her from the Lord. God is watching over his word to perform it. And there, I came with an announcement. There's about to be a performance of the word. We're about to see things shift for the better. Here's what God told me about God's performing his word. Here's what he told me. He said, you were born to see God perform in your life. You'll get bored and discouraged if you're not seeing God perform in your life. Jesus. You were born to see him perform in your life, to do what you could never do on your own, to accomplish more than you could ever dream. That's why the Bible says, now unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all we can think or imagine. How many of you know we serve a too much God who can do great things? Because we were born to see him perform. The Bible says, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You were born to lay your hands on sick people and see Jesus bring healing power into their body. You were born to walk the hallway with your baby and declare, devil, you will not have them. No weapon formed against this child shall prosper. This child will serve you all the days of our life. You were born to pray and sow seed and see God bring a multiplied harvest into your life. You were born to see God do a God-sized dream in your life. You were born to see God perform his word not to be bored with church come on are you getting some good things so far here's what God said to me he said are you tired of performing are you tired of performing because your performance will always leave you dissatisfied whoo Jesus well I'll do it God I'll take care of it I'm gifted, I'm intelligent, I can figure this thing out. And if you've lived for any time at all, you realize that your performance can be, it can be uh, fascinating for a moment, but very quickly you become dissatisfied with your own performance. Here's what God told me. He says, and you will always be unfulfilled with others' performance in your life. People cannot fulfill you. A new husband can't fulfill you. A new wife can't fulfill you. The new car smell doesn't last. Because listen, quit looking for people to perform for you and start believing that God is about to perform a summer shift in your life. I heard the Lord say, this generation is bored with what we can do, but they are mesmerized with what God can do. They're looking for him. They're, man, listen, the, the world is searching for something. They're searching for what's trending. They're searching for this, this, this horrible thing and this, this new thing and this new way of looking at life. And, and look at this and all these different things going on all over the world. And this famous person is doing this, so let's try that. And this wealthy person and this successful person is doing this. And this influencer, come on, somebody. My God, never in my life did I think such idiots would be influencers. Oh, did I just say that out of my mouth? Forgive me, Jesus. And I'm all about it, man. Listen, my boys sit there and watch YouTube, watch other kids play games on YouTube. I'm like, you lost your mind, dog. I don't even know. Like, I'm telling you, when I was growing up, I wasn't going to watch somebody else do it. I was going to try to get in the game myself. Hey, and I'm not saying I got anything against it. I'm like, okay, so you're learning how to play the game. Yeah, Dad, I'm learning how he does it. I'm learning how, and you also paying his bills because every viewer, come on, somebody, you... 
But anyway, that's a side note. Don't know how I got off on that, but I bless you with it in Jesus' name. Got nothing against influencers. I think we need influence. I think we need born-again, spirit-filled people in every arena. Come on, somebody. Influencing YouTube, influencing social media. We need it. it. Come on, we need it. I'm just telling you. But don't get caught. Don't get caught trying to perform for others or thinking that somebody else's performance is going to fulfill your life. Because God is looking to perform his word in our life. You know, this Jesus, this, man, here's what God said to me. He said, you know why some people are stale or tired in their faith? Because they have not been letting God perform in their lives. The Bible says, I, choose, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. So blessing is there. Life is there. The Bible says, uh, the Bible says that Jesus comes not, but the, or excuse me, Satan comes not. That would not be good. That would not be good. <laughs> At least I caught it, all right? <laughs> so, oh, you made a mistake. How many mistakes would you make if you were up here? Come on, somebody. <laughs> the Bible says the devil comes not but to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, but I came to give you life and life more abundantly. Right? This is, what, this is what he does. So why, why are people stale? Because I lost my train of thought. Okay, so I'm, I'm coming back to it. I'm coming back to it. Because people are stale in their faith because the Bible says, he says before you, life, death, blessing, and curse, you have to choose life. So if I don't choose to believe, if I don't choose to let God in, if I don't believe, then I'm not allowing God to perform in my life. That's why some people on your row are really excited and other people may not be quite as excited because the people in the row that have been super excited, they have seen God perform in their I wonder if I'm talking to anybody in celebration. You say, I've seen God perform in my family, and I'm about to give him the best praise of the day. Come on, one more time. Lift. Hey. I feel this up in here. Woo. Because nobody can do what Jesus can do. Y'all know what they're doing right now? It's like the Oscars, and they're playing me off stage. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Come on, give it up for this amazing team. It's absolutely incredible. So God wants to perform the word of shifting things for the better. Okay? So, ooh, Jesus, this is for somebody in this place. The pressure isn't on you to perform. I got pressure on me. No, the pressure's not on you to perform. The opportunity is before you to believe. You're the believer. He's the performer. Let me say it like this. You're the opening act. He's the headliner. Come on, somebody. Ooh, Jesus. I just heard God say, don't judge me in my current condition because I'm still under construction from the one who is my performer. He's the potter and I'm the clay. You ain't seen nothing yet. Come on, somebody. It's a summer shift. There's a sh I believe there's a shift going on from a performance mentality to a believing mentality. 
some of us have been too busy performing to really prioritize believing God for a summer shift. How many of us told God, God, if I could just get this together, if I can just get the business together, if I can just make, make some money first, then I'll give. And God says, no, 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 stop performing and prioritize believing me for a summer shift. Things to shift for the better. Now, got a couple more things to say. I believe God's going to begin to come in and minister to people. He asked me to do something that he, he hasn't asked me to do maybe ever, but I'm going to do that in just a moment. Just come back to some of the definitions. He began to talk to me about that. I believe it's going to relate to you in your life and our lives. Here's what God said to me. He said, there's a shift coming that will take people from fascination with what is trending to a fascination with what God is doing in the earth. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can break that down a little bit further, how God told me. He said, we are entering a season that will absolutely be marked by my performance. Performing signs, wonders, miracles, supernatural turnarounds, supernatural breakthrough. And here's what he told me. Here's what he told me, church. He said, my performance will dwarf hell's performance. Okay. So here's why we're, we're ministering this today for you, because things are shifting for the better. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2 says, For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So we don't want to just hear this word and go, okay, summer shift, great. What's going on this week? No, if you want to see the summer shift, you're going to have to begin to mix faith with that word. And here's what God told me. You ready for this? He says, if you'll make a shift, you can see the shift. If you'll make a shift, you can see the shift. So make a shift in your words. Let's quit talking about gas prices. Let's quit talking about how jacked up the nation is. I bet if, if we would just get our mouth off of that and start lifting our voice to God in prayer, come on somebody and release faith that God I know the nation looks crazy but God I declare there's a revival coming to, to America I declare there's a revival coming to the globe I declare we're seeing a summer shift and I, I'm telling you I've been walking around I, I've been walking around talking about Father I thank you that, that things are shifting for the better in our finances things are shifting for the better in my emotions things are shifting for the better in my mind in my head space let's be real because I know we're Christians and I know we can get up and shout in church, but how's your head space? How's your emotional space? And so you begin to shift your words. Father, I thank you. You've restored my soul. I thank you, Father, that my emotions are shifting for the better. I thank you that romance in my marriage is shifting for the better. I thank you that my relationships, are, you got to come on, shift your, the power of death and life is in the tongue. Come on, somebody. You got to shift your words. And then this, shift our priorities. Begin to prioritize God. Early in the morning will I seek thee. My soul follows hard after thee. And so shifting priorities to, to make God our priority, to make the word from heaven a priority, to, to, to release faith, to prioritize that, that we put things in proper alignment. I hear the Lord say, relief 
is just one adjustment away. When you go to, come on, if you've ever been to a chiropractor because something is out of alignment, something being out of alignment can be painful. It can cause everyday things that are normally easy to become difficult. And But when you go to a chiropractor, you wouldn't know how to do it, but he knows how to identify it and make an adjustment. And just from one adjustment, relief comes to your whole person. And God says, you, you listen, many of you, it's not a hundred things you need to shift. It's just one adjustment that you need to make that can bring things back into alignment, that can bring relief to your family, relief to your life. Hallelujah. Okay, let me just say this. Going back to the definition, God began to talk to me. A supernatural move from one place to another place. And here's what God said. He said, people are going to begin to shift from confusion to clarity. From frustration to expectation. From disappointment to fulfillment. From hurt to healing. Hear me. From uncertainty to stability. Okay? Okay? Now listen. Listen. Woo. Is this all right? Just in, in closing. Is this okay? As I was praying, all of a sudden I saw, well, I'm not saying it was a vision, but in my heart I saw, but it, it was, I don't know exactly what to call it, but I know it was real. I know it was from the Lord for this place, for people that are watching online. I saw, because the Bible, the, the definition says of a shift that, it puts one thing in the place of another thing. And I saw, I don't know if it was angels or if it was just the power of the Holy Spirit, but I saw um, black matter or black, how did I write it? I saw uh, black objects being taken out of people. And I knew by the Spirit that it was works of the enemy. The Bible says in 1 John, Jesus, the Bible says that the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the enemy. Anybody grateful for that in here? But another translation of that verse says that Jesus was manifested, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy. Another translation said that he might undo, destroy, or dissolve. And I saw those, that black, those black objects, works of the enemy in your emotions, in your physical body, maybe in your mind. I saw those things being removed and I saw envelopes from heaven going inside of people, almost like it was going inside of people's pocket because the Bible says every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. We're talking about a shift. Somebody say shift. Because one of the definitions of shift is that you put one thing in place of another thing. I want to tell you a story was a man in a hospital he had heart failure and they couldn't figure out how to fix it they couldn't figure out how to how to get it right and he was lying there he was a man of God he was lying there and all of the sudden an angel showed up he says I don't know exactly what it was but it was a very large figure bright and this angel put his hands in my chest How many of you know at this point, you're like, either the medication is kicking in, or I ate something weird, or God is getting ready to make something shift. The doctors couldn't fix it. The doctors didn't know how to do it, but that angel came, 
and he put something in the place of something else and the body and it's listen when he woke up his heart was completely healed and completely whole i came to tell somebody there's some stuff being taken out of you and god's about to replace it there's a shift going on believing that things are shifting for the better and I and I hear this I wasn't even going to cover this but I just one thing that it said it said that a shift is when pressure is released and I heard the Lord say that the pressure that you have been under to measure up is being released is this helping anybody here the pressure that you have been under to measure up to be, to be skinny enough, to be pretty enough, to be successful enough, to make enough money. The, whatever pressure from life, the pressure to please others. I just hear the Lord say, that pressure, there's a shift. Come on, somebody. There's a shift. That pressure is being released. I heard the Lord say, for the first time in a long time, you're going to feel good about being you. You're going to stand in the presence of God with no shame, with no guilt, not trying to live up to anybody else's expectations because you know you are loved by Him. Is anybody grateful that He loves us with an everlasting love? So I want to do this. Every head bowed and every eye closed. God, I thank you for your presence in this place. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus, the Bible says he's as close as the mention of his name, that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Jesus made it very simple. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father. No man can receive salvation except through him. And so this morning, if you don't know Jesus, if you've never received Jesus as your Savior, on the count of three, I just want you to lift your hand. We're going to pray with you. We're going to pray for you. Secondly, you say, you know what? I've known God, but there's some things I need to get right between Him and I. I'm, I'm far from Him. I want to come back to fellowship with Him. On the count of three, I can't tell you. The Bible says when one, when one sinner comes back to faith in Jesus, that all of heaven rejoices. I want to tell you there's going to be a party in heaven this morning because I can sense it. There are so many people going to get their lives right with God and begin to, begin to expect a summer shift. If that's you on the count, either one of those invitations on the count of three, lift them up. One, two, three, lift them up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo. Jesus. Thank you. Come on, everybody in this place, pray this prayer with me. Say this. Say, Father God, forgive me of my sins. I believe Jesus Christ died and was raised for my salvation. I confess, Jesus Christ, you are my Lord and my Savior. Take my life and do something with it for your glory. I believe we will see a summer shift in Jesus name come on if you believe it somebody rejoice right now thanks for listening 
If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 